RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, where is it? Ah, damn it. Damn it. Couldn't find the button. Hello. What's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is our regular Saturday night show, the Saturday night special, as opposed to the weekday specials. And they are special because you don't know when they're going to happen, what time they'll happen. So I like to keep everybody on their toes uh, as if we don't have enough to stress out about. I ask you to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin because we get to, when we get enough supporters, we'll have a daily show at a set time. And won't that be nice for all of us? It will be for me, for my stress level, that's for sure. And also, oh yeah, I have to, I forgot. Well, I have to figure this out. We're going to be on Rockfin. The show will be available on Rockfin. And I haven't set it up yet, so that's really the truth. I have to figure out how to set it up, and we'll be offering, we'll, we'll end up having some Rockfin-only content. Maybe in the Discord, in our Discord community, we can talk about what we'd like as our Rockfin content. Uh, we often, I don't know, there's so much to do. God. Three days left. Okay, what else? Oh, yeah, I have to say SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review. We're also on Verdant Square Radio. Yeah, hold on. Verdant. Yeah, go to Verdant, V-E-R-D-A-N-T, Square, S-Q-U-A-R-E, Radio, Radio, you know. You know how to spell radio. Dot com and check out the other independent liberal shows that are on there. Then subscribe and also uh, I don't know. There's a lot to th- there's a lot to do. I have too much to think about right now to care to worry about it. I do care. What am I saying? I care, but it's not the brain. It's too much happening. Okay, let me see what else. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but we'll get back to it. All right. The here's what's going on in this <laughs> in this nightmare, the nightmare scenario known as life in the last days of the American Republic. This is not a drill. If you haven't voted, if you if you voted by mail, I voted by mail here in New York. I'm kind of eh about that. I wish I had waited or just did it. Now we have early voting in New York because you never really don't have a way of knowing if it's been counted. But the way it is, everything is so screwed up that this is what the Republicans are doing. They, all over the country, they're, they're trying to sow doubt in the election. We know that. And for somebody like me here in New York to think, uh are they going to count my vote? Where it, it, It's testament to the fact that they have been successful in their campaign, their propaganda campaign. And propaganda works. Part of propaganda is, in, is repetition. This is what they've been doing. 
It doesn't matter if I don't be- I don't believe Twitler. Of course not. The only voting, the only voter fraud that goes it goes on is election fraud. When they count the votes or when they hack the electronic voting machines or their buddy Putin hacks the electronic voting machines and they switch votes and then votes suddenly materialize in the middle of the night as what happened with Don Siegelman's election, whether they went, went to bed saying, thinking he's the winner, waking up, oh, whoop, look at this, whoops. 6,000 more votes for Republicans just pulled out of our asses. This is what they do. And then, of course, there are incidences where there are more. This, this has been happening since the electronic voting machines, where there are more votes than people registered in the county. And, of course, all of the anomalies are in the, for the Republicans. That never goes the other way. Never. I know what the Republicans, they are professional victims. And right now, Trump is somewhere sowing his, I mean, he's just spewing lies. And it's victimized. They're such victims, these, these freaks, these fascists. And somewhere around, yeah, he's saying how uh, it's really the Democrats are stealing votes from the silent majority. Get the F out of here. It's the other way around. They are, they, Republicans have absolutely no shame. They don't care about democracy. This is the bottom line. For everything that you can say about Democrats, and we do, the corporate Dems, the the greedy sellouts, the, um, you know, the, the Republican light Dems, they're, they don't, um, they don't, when they, when they lose elections, they don't go around figuring out how to ensure that people who vote against them don't get the chance to vote again. They don't figure out, well, they're, they're, go- they're not going around figuring out ways to kick people off the voting rolls. This is not what they do. They're not in court. They don't use their, their legal representation to go to court to sue cities and states um, so they don't count votes, so, they, so that they throw out votes that have already been counted. This is what the Republicans are doing right now. And they hate this country, you understand? And this is why I get to the point where I'm like, we need to break this country up. Enough is enough. How much longer do we have to endure the tyranny of the minority, really? I heard a caller on Tom Hartman's show on Friday. He called him, I don't know, I wondered if he was a listener of this show, which is a possibility. And he said that... Um, he was tired of paying Mitch McConnell's uh, Kentucky state to stay afloat with his blue state dollars and having to endure the tyranny of the minority. And what he thought was, we should break this country up. And Tom Hartman said something like, it would be so sad. That's what he, that was the, oh, the counter argue, point, counterpoint. It would be so sad if after all this time we couldn't have 
the United States. Honey, um, it's about being realistic. We, we don't have a United States, clearly. We don't. We have a bunch of people. We have a lot of people in the South and in the red states that have absolutely no interest in sharing a country with anybody who doesn't look like them. They are confused about what it means to be an American. They really are. They think that being American means that you get to walk around Walmart with an M16 saying the N-word and never having to apologize. That's what they think. Being um, completely selfish, not giving a shit about anybody else but themselves, that is what they think. That's what they think it means to promote the general welfare. We hold these truths uh, to be self-evident, you know, whatever, that um, we don't give a shit about anybody else but ourselves. Because they're not mature enough to get, to understand what it is to live in a functioning democracy. This is why you don't give people like that power. But the system is so rigged, and they have rigged it, and the Democrats have allowed it. Because they're too busy building coalition or try, you know what it is? They're too busy on top of, I don't know. I mean, my, the cynical part of me is, is that they're too busy being Republican light, trying to have it both ways, trying to have their cake and eat it too with Wall Street. You know, I want to be the president for Wall Street and Main Street. I think I, I wish everybody will like me. That's what Hillary said. Hillary, will you be the, the president for Wall Street or Main Street? Well, I hope that I can be the president for both Wall Street and Main Street. While Wall Street has us in a goddamn headlock. They're, they're choking us out on the pavement. So, and Wall Street is doing just fine. They've always done just fine. And then you have Barack Obama saying this, basically the same thing. Every time he got up there during the Great Recession, which was the second Republican, Republican Great Depression in 100 years, the near Great Depression, and he would get up there and say, Wall Street and Main Street rise and fall together. I would lose my mind. That's bullshit. Wall Street does great. Main Street is on the ropes. So, my name is Tara Devlin. When, so when, when Barack Obama says things, said things like that, Wall Street and Main Street rise and fall together, what is he doing? What was he trying to prove? He was trying to say, hey, Wall Street, I got you. Okay? And hey, plebs, don't rise up because... Um, we're in this together, and if that was the case, why is it that we have more billionaires being created and still the American people can't save $400? It's a disgrace, really. The last... Uh, I'm not trying to beat up on Dems specifically. They're not, um, I guess, the fire... I don't, you know, it's, uh, we got to put the fire out first. The, the fascist fire, the right-wingers, yes, they're worse. The, the lesser of two evils. 
And people say, oh, the lesser of two evils is still evil. Well, this is, a beyond, this is beyond evil. We're in a different ch territory now. We're in the, the, the point of no return. If we don't get it back, if we don't stop the bleeding, we're done. The country, the, any hope of having a uh, constitutionally limited democratic republic is done. You get it? So that's why I I already voted for Biden and Harris, and we and, and and honestly, come on, it will be a relief to get rid of the this orange turd that is swirling has been swirling the drain of humanity for his entire life. But it, no, he no one can seem to flush it down. He just keeps floating. That's what it's like having to endure him my entire life here in New York, having to see him in the page six in the New York Post or whatever local news story of him. What bullshit has he was peddling? What bullshit du jour was spewing from his con man lips? He's always been a con man. We've known it. He's a carnival barker. The P.T. Barnum of dupes. But, you know, he was like one of these New York characters, I suppose. But, uh, but a scumbag. Yes, a scum. I mean, there's a reason why. The filthy scum of, of the, on the scum, on the cancer of the scum, known as Trump, didn't win New York. Don't you think that to know, because to know him is to hate him. Like all the other, all the people who are, who surround him and they leave and the spell's broken and you see how quickly, yeah, the loyalty goes one way with them. They all come out with horror stories that we know. He's, he's unfit and incapable and worse, worse, they're squatting in the halls of power despite receiving fewer votes. So, I mean, I'm to the point, like I said, what, what do we get out of it? Having a United States, it's, it would be a shame. It would be so sad that we would break up. Why? It reminds me of what John Kerry said when he was testifying to Congress in the, at the end of the Vietnam War. Do you want to be the last? Who wants to be the last man to die for a mistake? Do, do, do we? Do we want to be the last normal people to be dragged down the fascist shithole? Because the country is just too big. This is one of the things that they say. Oh, we can't have universal health care. We can't have universal higher education or living wages or an economy that works for all. We, and all of that is bullshit, we know. But... We can't have that because we're just too big. It's we're just too stupid is the bottom line. We can have it, and we would have it. We're just too racist. We're just too stupid and easily divided and easily played. And that's because a large section of the country are easily played. They're stupid. Okay, there's no getting around it. Oh, don't be mean. Bullshit. They're stupid. They should be ashamed of themselves. 
And as we know, history will revile them. Even more than the normal people of Earth do now. That's the truth. So what do we... Am I, am I tired? I, of course I'm tired of these albatrosses around our national neck dragging us illegitimately to where, where, where are we going? Back to the system the founders rebelled against. So this is about, are you a patriot or not? Well, we know what these people are. They're not patriots. They're not, they hate America because they're confused by America. And there's no educating them because they've been taught so effectively by their propaganda outlets that were brought to them, I know, by both sides. The DLC Democrats set that up for us, which makes me want to vomit because it was, they created that. Deregulation. I mean, there are things that if you want a functioning democratic republic, there are certain elements. It's like a recipe. Somebody gives you a recipe for a cake or some whatever. They give you a recipe for their granny's special, uh, you know, apple pie. And then you take that recipe and you say, eh, I'm going to pull out the... uh, the freedom of the press. I'm going to pull out the um, free, well, freedom of the press is one of the primary things that they did. This is not a free press. It's a corporate press. It's a bought and paid for press. I'm going to take out that press and put, I'm going to take out a free press and put in a corporate press, a press for the 1%. And that's all it is. Oh, some will be a little bit left and a little bit right, but Whatever that is now, left and right, we don't have a left in this country. We don't. When um, we don't have, there was a time in if when we had a free free press when over fifty um, <clears throat> entities owned the media. Now it's down to six. Now we would ha- we had a f- uh, labor la- the labor section of the newspaper. Well, well, who needs a labor section when you have destroyed labor unions? And many of the American people who work for a living are driving around in their Ubers, going, "I'm a capitalist." You see, I love capitalism. I'm a dumb dumb. It makes me sick. So if somebody gives you a a, a pie, a recipe, and says, here, here's the great American apple pie, and you start putting in all kinds of shit, you're going to pull out free and fair elections. You're going to pull out uh, uh, whatever, uh, the free press. You're going to put in money in politics. You're going to pour in greed, selfishness, and somebody like Mitch Moscow, Bitch McConnell, fixing the everything, fixing the facts around his policy of destroying one of the branches of government, not turning supposedly something that's supposed to be a uh, the arbiter of the Constitution, and turning that into an, just another bought and paid for bullshit to keep the people in their place. 
So the point is, if you take that recipe and you put in all kinds of other shit, it's not the great American apple pie anymore. You got, what? I don't know what you're eating. Don't use sugar, use sawdust. Don't use flour. Use, uh, use Twitler's sweat. Uh, in anything, it's not going to be something that you want to eat. You want to eat. You want to live amongst. I don't know. Maybe I'm murdering this. It's not like I planned to say that. Uh, I'm exhausted from life, and it's good that three day in three days we will know whether. I, I guess it's it's a relief to know whether um we got to get the fuck out of here, or there's hope. Okay, whether the good in human human beings will prevail for a minute, whether people aren't as stupid and racist as we we they proved themselves to be in 2016, as stupid and it, selfish, indifferent. I hate them. You understand? Because they are so stupid they make it so easy for the fascists to destroy what so many people sacrificed to create what was a decent system of government for thousands of years people dreamed of creating a government of by and for the people it was it was the impossible dream that would get them put in jail if you ever speak it out loud so, and many uh, lost their lives uh, for years, thousands of years. We have been fighting to have a system of by and for the people. But as you see, some people can't handle that. They cannot function in a civilization unless they're in control. So they lack the fundamental decency, the maturity. And, and while well, some last the, lack the decency and some lack the maturity to function, the ones who don't have the decency tickle the racist funny bones of those who lack the maturity. And they get them to act in so many heinous ways. So that right now, 230 thousand Americans are dead, are needlessly dead because of the ineptitude, the lies, the indifference of this effing carnival barker who has no business squatting in the halls of power, considering he received fewer votes. Not only is he incapable, he also received fewer effing votes. And he, in the halls of power, he's killed 230 thousand Americans in three months and counting, and we still have other Americans saying, that's okay, I'm going to vote for him. Oh, it's not his fault. He's being picked on. Who could have stopped it? No one could stop the invisible enemy. Well, you did you have to lie about it? Did you have to turn the one simple thing that was that that could give us a fighting chance wearing a mask? Did you have to turn that into another political dividing line for the fucking dum dums 
to go around. I mean, if only I really just wish, frankly, that they would get it and go home and stay home and die. Do the world a favor. It would be their most patriotic thing they've ever done. But they don't. They go to places like Sturgis. They walk around without a mask in sight. And then they fan out from sea to shining sea, bringing it all over the the country, which is why yesterday, and I'm sure today we'll get the stats again, we have the more people with the coronavirus um, than we've had since the beginning of the, the goddamn pandemic. So all we had to do in the beginning is like what other countries did, who have leadership and mature a mature population that gives a shit about each other, that aren't at, um, it's not just at each other's throats, but that are, understand that we're in this together. That you're wearing a mask, not for you, you fucking selfish prick. You're wearing it for your fellow Americans. You're supposed to love America. I mean, look at your giant flags, after all. So, all again great thanks again thanks ecam once again i just have to sit here and wait for the fucking thing to cycle again so we have our audio back okay great wonderful 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 so annoying. Okay. Um, now, what was I saying? Really? That's why I hate that. I really do. That fucking... E- I, I'm so really... I'm up to here with everything. So we better get rid of the con man. See, something like the the program that I use to record the show should sort of be... um unseen but it's hard when it's constantly fucks up so I should switch to another program but that requires me to learn the other program but I'm to that point yeah it's like everything I have to do piles up and at one you know one one of these days I'm just gonna be like all right fuck it we're gone ecam <sighs> because that's what happens. It goes in, it, it craps out, and now I'm like, what was I saying? Jesus Christ. It's bad enough. I got to look at everything at once and see what's going on. And then when it bu- it bugs out for no reason, it wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. We were just talking into the camera. And then all of a sudden, click, 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 fucking thing. The mic drops out. Okay, like, you need to hear this. (laughs) But I have to tell you what's going on. So, yeah, so many things here. Speaking of, first of all, let me just say, first of all, and second of all, and third of all, thank you, Jim, for your super chat, and Haiku, and Jim again for your super chat. And Shannon, of course, for your super chat. And Banterboard for your super chat. Okay, I'm going into the chat looking. There, what, we have a troll here? 
Tom was timed out by Haiku. Who now Tom has who is Tom considering he's got the old um MySpace picture as his avatar. It's no doubt somebody who is a who doesn't have the courage to put his own picture or name on these whatever the hell he's not contributing to the conversation. So get rid of him. Fuck him. Right? He's a bore. I don't I'm not trying to tell Haiku how to do his job. Oh, oh, okay. Tom is a greenie who likes to call people names. Well, who needs that? Really? What did he say? Um you're uh, like that that scintillating comment on the RDT Daily Facebook page from the Republican troll to SP Smith. What does SP stand for? Small penis? Wow. You're what wit? What scintillating commentary? The right wingers come. What does it stand for? Small penis? <laughs> Zing, zing, zing. Well, whatever. People are so annoying. Slogging off the podcast host. What were they calling? They're saying, what was he saying to me? He's calling me names? Me? Little old me? Hmm. What was he saying? He was calling me, um... A dyke, ugly, fat, stupid. I mean, a ten. Oh no, not a not a ten. A six. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, at least I have the courage to put my own face out there. Unlike Tom, who, oh, that's who they are. They're cowards. They lack the ability to function in a free democratic society, and they're cowards. Who hide behind the veil of anonymity. Uh, this is what they do. To add absolutely nothing to the conversation. That's them. Look at their standard bearer. Look at who they worship. People, it's The internet really shows how useless the majority of morons truly are. Clearly. That's what they do with the internet. Be absolutely useless. So, here we go. Uh, During Trump's term, you know, the greatest economy ever, billionaires got $1 trillion richer. This is from that socialist rag Bloomberg. Because, you know, he's fighting for the little guy. He's the working class. He's the blue-collar billionaire. (laughs) You stupid dum-dums. You believe that? The blue-collar billionaire? Oh, my God. Well, they... There's a reason why. People signed up for Trump University. People took the Trump Network vitamins. Not a majority. Like we know, there's they're in the minority in this country, but 
there's a re- the, there is a reason. Many people are stupid. There's a reason there are such a, there's such a thing called a con man. Because suckers are born every minute. And as we know, Trumpanzees are living proof. They really are. So, oh, well, the blue-collar billionaire, um, who's not a billionaire, okay? He's a billionaire who pays $750 in taxes in 2016 because he lost all them. Everything that he touches turns to shit. That's why. And a billionaire who has to pay off porn stars in installments. That's the classic. So so Ben Stever's, Steverman writes, The numbers don't lie. We're living in a billionaire age. Four years ago, America l- elected its first billionaire president. And he says that without air quotes. But we'll say billionaire. He's not a billionaire. If he was a billionaire, we'd see his tax returns. Okay. He's not a billionaire. He, he's a con man. A, a billionaire? No. Since then, the nation's 200 or so wealthiest people, a cohort representing 0.00006% of the population, have increased their combined wealth by a staggering $1 trillion. While, how many people? Let's see. Uh... Trump economy. Mm-hmm. Into poverty. I know I have this. Eight million. There we go. Eight million have slipped into poverty since Twitler took office, despite receiving fewer votes. But it's the greatest economy ever. The stock market, after all. Look at your 401ks. You dum-dums. And then they're in there. Trump rally. Oh, yeah. Thank God. No more estate tax. No more death tax that you'll never pay. Oh, wow, wow. No, look at this. Look, we we wrote, now you can, uh, once again, write off your big business liquid lunches. Yeah, yeah, not, but not your teacher, not when teachers buy supplies for their kids. That's, that's gone, which is a disgrace anyway. Teachers shouldn't have to be shelling out supplies for their students, but okay, that's where we live. In the greatest country that ever ever walked the halls of the universe right <laughs> wow that hurt my ears and um yes what else what was i saying yes okay now in a moment of peril a polar polarized nation is voting again the outcome will not only determine america's future but also the arc of the country's largest fortunes. Well, thank God. As the dum-dums in the Nuremberg rallies say, they don't have to pay the death tax anymore. Isn't that great? Uh, I mean, right? 
It'll trickle. Beg another 40 years. Keep on begging. I swear, it's going to start trickling any minute on you. You'll see. Open your mouth. Wait, wait. And Twintler will unzip and start trickling. Oh, my God, people. Oh, we have another one. I got to stop. Um, what do you call it? Streaming to Periscope for some reason. There's a lot of fucking idiots on there. There's a guy on Periscope going nuts. Spamming. Dems have rigged it. Please, God, let Trump win. We want people to work and take care of themselves. Yeah, you fucking... This is as if we want people to work and take care of themselves. Yeah, dummy. That's why we want the American people to earn a living wage, a fair share of the profits that their labor makes possible, you fucking stupid, useless idiot. Okay? Not funneling it up to the 1% so they could buy politicians, rig government, and ensure that the game remains rigged against the working class, you idiot. You useless idiot. That's who they are. Useless idiots in the decline of the American Republic. I bet you if we had 10 minutes to dissect the moron who's posting on Trump 2020. Of course. Trump 2020. Like, you just excuse yourself because you just laid a fart. In a nice room. That's all they do. Drain the swamp. Oh my God. Suckers. Suckers. You are a bunch of suckers. That's it. Suckers are born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. Too many Trump network vitamins. I guess they've rotted their brains or something. Too many... Biden is unfit. Trump is unfit. He's unfit to lead a fucking drunken conga line at the Jersey Shore, you morons. And you're a sucker. Suckers. I'm tired of the suckers being so stupid. Read a book. Start with the history of Western civilization. Then don't come back to my channel until you have written a 10-page essay on why we want to regulate billionaires so they don't fucking buy the government. You stupid goddamn traitors. That's what you are. Fascist traitors who'd rather have a big daddy pine to a fucking con man who will save them from the scary complex world. I know, it it takes maturity to function in a free democratic society, and they just don't have it. Oh, God. Bye. They really don't. It takes maturity to function in a free democratic society. How can you continue to fight with these people who don't even see... I mean, first of all, they don't understand what it means, what this America thingy is what it's supposed to be. 
that, yeah, we promote the general welfare. That doesn't mean promote the welfare of the corporate elite. And if we have a country where the American people, 80% of the American people are living check to check when 40 years ago, it was the opposite. We had a time called the great prosperity. The problem is, though, that a lot of the great prosperity regulations that built the middle class, because the middle class was built not because some fucking billionaire felt generous and wanted to trickle on us, but it was built because of democratic regulation that built a unionized workforce that protected the American workforce, that taxed the rich at a 90% top marginal tax rate so they wouldn't be uh, a bloated fortune, as Teddy Roosevelt put it, so it could reach out and control government itself. Because the only thing that's strong enough to stand up to the power of organized money is the power of government. So... When Republicans say they hate government, what they mean is that they hate America. They hate the working class, and they need you nice and stupid. So when the American people started, when others who didn't have a seat at the table, black Americans said, we want a seat at the table. Gay Americans, we want a seat at the table. Women, we want a seat at the table. That's too much for the dum-dums. The, the, the people like the Twitler supporter today, of today. The idiots, this, the white men who think they're so put upon when somebody has a seat at the table. Oh, that must be that they're losing their seat when there's nothing further from the truth. It's just that they can't function in democracy. That's really what it is. They can't function in a democracy because they're racist when it comes down to it. They just cannot share the country with anybody else but themselves, or so they think. Even the fucking women. Oh, this is, if you're a woman in the, in the Republican Party, you got to be a bigger misogynist than the Republican male. And if you are a black person in the Republican party, you gotta be a bigger racist than the Republican male. You gotta be the one going out there saying, well, gee, uh, Jared Kushner sure is right when he says that I can't make them want to, ha want to be successful. How dare you? Oh no, they wanna be successful. It's just that we've had a country that has legislated against our fellow Americans to keep them in their place. And we're still living in the aftermath of that, especially uh, with uh, the many of the idiots who hold the views best left in history's trash pile. At least we're trying to leave it there. But that, I mean, if they really believe that, here, I, let me look something up here. Oh, God, you hear? You see me? I'm already, like, having a fucking conniption. I need a producer in here. So I can tell them to look up the goddamn article. I'm looking up a, um, the wealth of, America, of African Americans in compared to white 
families. Yes. Okay. Here we go. The black-white economic divide is as wide as it was in 1968. This is from the Washington Post. From Heather Long and Andrew Van Dam. As Black Lives Matter protests grow across the nation over policing, the d deep economic inequalities that African Americans face are coming to the forefront. In so many ways, the gap between the finances of blacks and whites are still as wide in 2020 as they were in, 26, in, in 1968, when a run of landmark civil rights legislation culminated in the Fair Housing Act in response to centuries of unequal treatment of African Americans in nearly every part of society and business. In the decades since, white wealth has soared while black wealth has stagnated. Many have pointed out the far larger share of white millionaires than black. But even among the middle class, the inequalities are stark. Whatever. What middle class? Okay. The middle class is now less than 50% of the population. That happened under Twitler, you dum-dums. Stupid. Oh, but don't worry. The rich can write off their private yachts. You fucking idiots. Now, okay? That was in Twitler's tax scam. Oh, no. Not just the yachts. The jets. The private jets. They can write off their private jets. But truckers can no longer write off the mileage. You know, independent truckers. Because that's how the fucking companies fuck you. You're not a worker. You're an independent contractor. You don't, you're not an employee. So now all these truckers are independent contractors. They're working for the same company. They're carrying goods all over the country for these corporations that don't consider them employees. And, but in the past, they used to be able to write off their mileage on their taxes. Not anymore. Thank you, Twitler. But the rich can once again write off their private jets. Yeah, because that's, that's what we needed in the least upwardly mobile country. That When Twitler became the president, despite receiving fewer votes, the fucking con man, another time he lost and got, he failed upward. Imagine, imagine it was Obama. You know, three wives, three trophy wives, Five, what, six kids by three different women uh, paying off porn stars? What would you say, you hypocritical scums? Jesus Christ. But that's what, when Twitler took office, he saw, hey, this, here we are, the least upwardly mobile country. You, we used to be the most upwardly mobile. We had the slightest income gap between rich and poor. Now we have the widest income gap between rich and poor of all Western democracies, so-called democracies now. So he took that. He said, hey, you know what this fucking place needs? Some more income inequality. 80% can't. They, they are living check to check. That's not good enough. We need it 99%. So when we say, when they say we are the 99%, they really mean it. We got to have those bastards living check to check because if they can save and if they really are a middle class, that's too much freedom for them. That means they're not easily exploited. 
they won't go to our next corporate war of aggression, a war of choice. They'll say, hell no, we won't go. And they'll demand things like living wages, retirement security, decent middle-class lives. And so let's instead tickle their racist funny bones because there's so many dum-dums. At least there's the 35% we know for sure who voted for Twitler and will do so again despite the incessant death from sea to shining sea and the incompetence, the disgraceful destruction of democracy and everything that is decent in this country that they pretend to love. So he said, let's, uh, let's take these dum-dums, 80% of which who are living check to check, and make it worse. Let's funnel more money into the pockets of people who will never spend it in a hundred lifetimes. Because that's what makes America great, right? Turning America into the same system the founders rebelled against, one where the rich owned everything and everybody else knew their place, and all the rich, if you were connected, you could give your undeserving waste of human DNA son like Don Jr. some kind of cushy job or your stupid bitch daughter who had everything handed to her, the lying bitch, and instead of using her privilege for good, she says, you know what, Daddy? I want to make a sweatshop in China. Fucking suckers. Oh, my God. Where's Ray? He's gone, probably. He's moving out. <laughs> He's like, it's too much. There's too much shouting in here. Get me back to where I was. <sighs> okay, yeah. What was I saying? All right. In 1968, a typical middle-class black household had 6,674 in wealth compared to 70,000 for the typical middle-class white household. I'm trying to sh make the camera focus. According to data from the Historical Survey of Consumer Finances that has been adjusted for inflation. In 2016, the typical middle-class black household had 13000 in wealth compared to 150000 for the median white households, an even larger gap in percentage terms. The historical data reveal that no progress has been made in reducing income and wealth inequalities between black and white households over the past 70 years, wrote economists Morton, whatever, whatever, and whatever. Um, in their analysis of U.S. incomes and wealth since World War II. As 2016, uh, the most recent year for which the data is available, you would have to combine the net worth of 11.5 black households, 11.5, to get the net worth of a typical white household. Everybody knows that people of color are at an incredible economic disadvantage, but Few realize it's as bad or worse than it was before civil rights. Black Lives Matter has shown that we don't have Selma Bridge anymore, but the situation today is profoundly troubling. Wealth takes into account not just wages that people earn from work, but homes, stock market investments, and other assets they have. 
More wealth makes for a more comfortable, safer living. And more importantly, it's passed on to the next generation. Their parents' wealth gives many white children a boost at birth, an advantage many of their black peers lack. And the point is, the reason I'm reading this is because if you think, see, in order to buy on to the racist rhetoric of the Republican fascist party and their mouthpieces like Jared Kushner, I can't make them want it anymore. They have to want it themselves. Want what? It's, this is all because of systemic racism. It's laws, laws, legislation. The society created this, the gap. Not just between, just like it creates the gap between rich and poor, it creates the wealth gap between the white Americans and there are African American brothers and sisters who, guess what? We're in the same boat together. So if they're struggling, we're struggling. The whole country's struggling. God damn it. We're in this together. So the problem for the Trump and Z is that this doesn't, this challenges their perceptions. They think they're racist. Say, not, wait, wait, wait. I didn't put that, I didn't phrase that properly. They are racist. Okay, because in order to think that the reason the gap between white American middle class, what's left of the middle class, and black American middle class is so wide, wider still, even now, you have to believe, if, if you think that there's no systemic racism in the country, you must think that it is because there is something fundamentally wrong with black people in general and that's just bullshit it is it's the laws like when my father and my uncles came back from the korean war they got to use their gi bill money to buy homes my uh, but black our the same people who wore the same the same Americans who wore the same goddamn uniform that, but happened to have darker pigment, they didn't. They were barred from using their GI Bill. They didn't even get the GI Bill on that. They could only get into public housing. That's what the GI Bill did for them. There was a two different GI Bills. One for the white soldiers and one for the black soldiers who bled the same blood, wore the same uniforms. They stopped the same bullets. You know how Twitler loves all the the metaphor, the, like the doctors running into death, like soldiers running into bullets. They're so full of shit, the right-wingers, and it's, and it's racism. So here's the difference between normal people and Republicans. See, normal people see these statistics and know that there is a fundamental rot in this democracy, and that is the divide-and-conquer strategy that they've been inflicting on us for so long. And the Trump and Z, the filthy fascist Republican, they look at those statistics, and all it does, because of their, their dumb furor and dim leader, it tickles their racist funny bones. They see... 
Look, hey, they, it's because why don't they, they just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. They need, but it's, they, they, these people, which, you know, they say they love America so much, but they clearly, they have no comprehension what America is not only about, they don't know anything about American history, and they hate just about everybody in in America, their fellow Americans, they hate this country. They hate that it's a nation of immigrants. They hate that there's a diversity in this country. And they hate when democracy truly breaks out, when e pluribus unum truly breaks out, when we, the real normal, the normal people, the real patriots, the liberals, the progressives, the heirs of those who stood up to the king and said, we don't need a goddamn aristocracy anymore. We're going to have a country of, by, and for the people. Like all the people, not just the straight white men. When we get into our modern day, when the normal people who understand what it means to be an American want to rectify the sins of our ancestors and and move forward as a more perfect union, we have these freaks, these Trumpanzies standing in the way, yelling, stop. Yelling, oh, no fair. Yelling that, oh, uh, cheating, they're cheating. As they dismantle everything, every everything that actually, um, that anybody who ever truly died for democracy ever really bled for meaning free free and fair elections free press everything that the republicans hate and have turned against we're trying to make a more perfect union here despite you filthy disgusting dupes of a con man albatrosses hanging around our national necks why don't you go and get the help you, you need before Twitter undoes your pre-existing conditions coverages and, and Stockholm Syndrome is no longer considered, um, you know, it's no longer covered because that's your pre-existing condition. You think that you're um, pining for a billionaire. You think that billionaires built this country? We felt like... Um, they, they, all of a sudden, we had an eight-hour workday, or we had a middle class because billionaires felt like trickling on us? You're stupider than I actually know you are, if that's what you think. So the only way we're ever going to have a functioning society is when we move forward together. So that's why when our fellow Americans, who, are, who may not have darker pigment they may be they may have a ghost pigment like me and they say black lives matter because we're trying to make a more perfect union and we can't make at a more perfect union in a country that works for all when our fellow americans are suffering because we're either in this together or not we pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other, not to Jeff Bezos or whatever, whoever you, or, or Twitler, 
you freaks. We either move forward together or we don't. And I'm talking about the, Amer- the normal Americans. Because uh, at this point, you know how I feel. Uh, break this country up. I would be so relieved. Except I would feel bad. I know that there's normal people living amongst the Trump and Z's. I feel bad. There's normal people everywhere. The Trump and Z's just have a big friggin' mouth. Big wine hole that they keep. And I mean, wine. Well, wine, W-I-N-E, and W-H-I-N-E, that's for sure. Oh, God. Where am I? Where's my people? God, these people are so dumb. But, I mean, I guess it's good. We're attracting a lot of dum-dums. (laughs) <laughs> Not that that's good. I mean that at least when I'm um, annoying the dum-dums, it means we're doing it correctly. And who is this? Don John Bovey? Another one? Where's Hunter? Oh, goodbye. You're such an asshole. Do these people, if if a Republican ever, ever said something interesting and offered anything worth or anything of value to a conversation and wasn't just parroting the bullshit of, of their of their dim fuhrer the dumb leader the the oppressors who are have them so programmed Really, if they ever said anything worthy of uh, of air, I would faint. I think we all would. Unbelievable. So yeah, on the chat, I ha- I got rid of them. Don, they're not even. They they don't have the balls to even use their own names. You understand? So they're not worth... Don't... I mean, just get rid of them. Fuck them. We really... They're not worthy. What are they adding? Somebody comes in here with a fake name and says, Where's Hunter? Come on. They're so boring and stupid. Well, where's Don Jr.? Where's Don Jr.? Where's Ivanka? Dum-dum. Oh, here's Don Jr. Oh, look at him. He looks like a real healthy human being. A real healthy specimen of humanity. You see, we overthrew a system that where, where the king could give cushy jobs to their undeserving heirs, like Don Jr., and he got to do whatever the fuck he wants, you know, do cocaine and post on his Instagram account. That's all he does. Ridiculous. And there, that's your hero, Don Jr. And Eric, I mean, all of these people, you know what it is. It's really because they're racist. That's what it comes down to. They, they, um, Twitler and his useless heirs, Give them, the dum-dums, permission 
to be as stupid as they always have been. They don't like, well, they hate America. We know that. They don't like liberals because liberals and normal people, they just, they don't like normal people. Normal people challenge them. Normal people make them feel uncomfortable because we we evolve where you know we, we don't say the n word we try when people say black lives matter we say yeah you goddamn right and how are we going to rectify the sins and the brokenness of our system so we can move forward into the future together as a as a powerful nation that's to, that is built for all that's how you that's how a country works i mean who, that works <laughs> how do we make a more perfect union it doesn't oh all lives matter sure really if only i wish all lives matter no no not the 230,000 that died needlessly if only they gave it to themselves. Just stay home and die. Don't bring it to everyone else. All we had to do, if Twitler wasn't a fucking liar and you weren't so stupid and you didn't hate this country so much that you wouldn't do the least patriotic action like put on a mask to save your fellow American, perhaps from dying, then we would have had it under control in two weeks. Everybody would have stayed home. And then if you went out, you wore your mask, and then the virus would have nowhere to go. And then they would do contact tracing, and they would narrow it down. And that's how other countries who succeeded, like New Zealand with their socialist leader and, the, and their community spirit, like we don't have here because we have Trumpanzees, greedy, selfish, racist Trumpanzees, the Trump and the albatross around our necks. And, but other countries, they have a community spirit, which, by the way, you can't have a functioning society uh, or a country without a community spirit. It's not going to work, you freaks. So that's why another reason I say break it up. Break it up. Get them off. It's like uh, getting rid of fleas. Get out of here. Gnats. Annoying little gnats and trolls who do nothing, who add nothing. You, like the idiot on the on Periscope. We just want everybody to work. Yeah. We're, we're, nobody's not working, you fucking moron. We would just like to have a fair share of the... Of the profits our labor make possible. We would like to have a piece of the pie. And it doesn't come because a billionaire wants to trickle. As you can see with Jeff Bezos. Who, he's made more money and we've made more billionaires more money. While the 8 million more Americans slip into poverty? That's not a functioning de democracy, asshole. And that's why your dumb furor tickles your racist funny bone, your very prominent and exposed racist funny bone. And the reason it, I'm just, I'm over it, it's because you're so tedious. You're boring, you're stupid, you add nothing, 
you don't have the the self-awareness to know that you should just shut the fuck up and learn, read a book before you open your mouth and act like a douche. On, uh, but but you do at least, I get not at least, well, you know that you're a douche. Somewhere inside, you understand how, uh, how ill you are because you don't even have the, ga- the, the, bu- the balls. See, I was going to say gall and balls. The balls to use your own name because you're a coward. That's who they are. So they come up with a fake name. They grab a fake picture of Tom from from, uh, MySpace or whatever. And then they go on a a site where normal people are having, are talking about the truth. And instead, you know, you're welcome here. If you act like like a human, I know that's hard for a Trump and D. But you do have... Like a chimp, a chimp has 95, I think it's either 95 to 98% DNA we share with the chimp. So you should have at least 97, 98, 99% human DNA to understand how to shut your effing mouth and not act like a nothing but a Twitter troll. That's who you are. But I mean, look at your standard bearer. Another troll. That's who he is. Stupid. Who he tweeted today? This the stupid fucking con man who received fewer votes. Something about uh, Philadelphia. And he spelled Philadelphia wrong. He was like Philadelphia. Get out. I don't. Let me see. Hold on. Phil. Twitter. Trump. Where's Ray? By the way. He's such an idiot. Not Ray. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, not today. Mm. Whatever. I can't find it. (sighs) Where was I? Oh, yeah. We were talking about the billionaires. And they're so stupid. Oh, my God. They're so damn dumb. Republicans, it's painful. I get embarrassed for them too. Let's see. Here, um, this was on MSNBC earlier. They were interviewing some Trump fanzies. This evening in Montersville, Pennsylvania, that's in the central part of the state. Mara, good to talk to you. Um, The president won this county with 71% of the vote back in 2016. Are you getting a sense from some of the voters on the ground there that you've been speaking to that that support is still pretty strong? Absolutely, Yasmin. You can take a look behind me. Hundreds of Trump supporters already lining up here about five hours before the president is set to arrive. And what's interesting in looking at his campaign schedule today, with the exception of Bucks County this morning, the three other stops around Pennsylvania are all in areas where the president has incredibly strong support. When I'm speaking to voters here, they think no question. The president knows how to speak to folks in the rural communities. They're focused on bringing back the economy. They think the president has done a good job with that. 
that. Uh, and they even mentioned they think that there might be even stronger support in this area from people who might not be uh, as open as, as talking about voting for the president, kind of that, that shy Trump voter that we, we talked about a lot back in 2016. But I spoke with some voters in line. I want you to listen to Jamie and take a look at what she's thinking about when she goes to the polls in just three days. A lot of people focus Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, but they forget that there's a whole huge state of Pennsylvania that has a voice. And that happened last election. And I think every the news media and everybody's like, oh, the polls, the polls, the polls. I don't know. Nobody's polled me. Our economy was doing great. Is it fair to say, oh, because of coronavirus, he tanked the economy? I mean, that's a very broad statement, especially when it's Democrats, governors, at least in our situation, that have tanked our economy. Our economy, yeah, in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's not Trump that came in and said, no, you can't go anywhere, and you have to rent a hot dog in order to sit down and have a drink at the bar. Here we go. I did it again. Of course, I didn't put my mic up. Democrats tank the economy. That's um, according to these Trump Anzies. You know what was funny? Twitter the other day, he said that Joe Biden is uh, keeping the stock market down. Joe Biden is not the president. You fucking dumb dumb. Joe Biden is keeping the stock market down. And if you, and well, Joe Biden also, according to the moron and all of his dum-dums. Oh, yeah, I saw Michael Milner was back on Facebook. I mean, on Periscope. So another Trump anzies. There's a lot of Trump anzies coming out of the woodwork. But he said that he liked my fake um, break music. Well, I mean, that's because when Progressive Voices plays it, Michael Milner, you stupid dum-dum, there'll be commercials. And that's where they'll put the commercials, okay? Moron. Um, as they, they keep proving me correct, okay? They offer nothing. That's why I can't stand them. It's like in life. All they do is nothing. They offer nothing. They add nothing to the conversation. It's like a bunch of whiny little bitches fanning out over the internet behind the veil of anonymity going, nah, 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 nah. that's who they are. And that's what they love in the White House. And that's supposed to make America great? What's so great? Who, don't you think if they had any dignity, if they had any decency and dignity, well, and they had any pride in themselves, wouldn't they, under, why would they want to be the cheerleader for a con man? They have to, they got the same internet clearly as we do. They're on the internet. They don't use it to learn. They just... Use it, what, to troll? To Twitter troll? To, to go on people's streams and say, Trump 2020? That's all they got. Trump 2020? Con man 2020? Another 230,000 dead 2020? More uh, Americans in poverty 2020? 
more feces in the food supply 2020, more filth, more coal ash in our streams 2020. More gap between rich and poor 2020. More, more racism, more racial discord, more, more fascism 2020, more stupidity, more sickness, more fucking lies, more lies 2020. How many lies can these idiots take? But it's all about does it confirm they're already easily tickled racist funny bone? Does it, is it, does it hold up a mirror to them? It doesn't hold up a mirror and say, hey, evolve. Hey, dum dum, we need everybody to kind of do their part. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a racist moron. Stop being an ignorant cuss. Here we are in this nation of immigrants. Stop hating immigrants, you moron. Because we're a nation of immigrants. You're an immigrant. Unless you're a Native American. I, but that's who they are. They're, I, I, I enjoyed... Well, not enjoyed. In, in the sarcastic way. Twitler... He had his, he's having many Nuremberg rallies because he blew all the money that the dum-dums donated to his filthy, disgusting, racist excuse for a campaign. He, so they, ha, they can't run ads, so they have to do rallies. I mean, he likes doing the rallies because he needs the narcissistic supply, but... They, um, at one of the rallies, he was, I don't know, he's doing, he did like three today. He was saying, he was very low key, very subdued. And he was giving, um, the dum-dums a history lesson about the revolutionaries, how they, some of them didn't Christmas have. Christmas is coming soon. And he, they had no, some of them didn't even have boots in the snow and as if he knew. Anyway, he has no idea of history, much less reality. He doesn't know reality. How is he knowing history? But the irony, of course, is that if this were the 1770s, these freaks would be the loyalists. They wouldn't be out there overthrowing a king. They would be fighting to keep the king. They would be pining for the king to trickle on them. That's the bottom line. So everything that they fight, you see, they, it's um, we, uh, we the people, we the normal people, progressives, society, democracy is a progressive initiative. Decency is a progressive initiative. So, of course, it's way over their heads. Him going on about the, the Valley Forge suffering and... If, what would he do? If it was, if he was living in 17, uh, in the 1700s and the revolutionaries started passing around pamphlets that said, you know what, we don't need a king. In fact, it's common sense that 
we are uh, that men are created equal, and they did mean men at the time. What do you think Twitler would do? The con man at the time, he would. You think he would be on the side of the revolutionaries? And let's, he would be Benedict Arnold. If that, he's a traitor. Absolutely, he's an effing traitor. What the hell? We saw him. We saw what a traitor he is. When he was in Helsinki with his uh, boyfriend Putin. Well, his, his master Putin. On the international stage, he embarrassed us while he supplicated himself to a dictator, to a, a murderous dictator, one of the many who Twitler calls his pals, like Kim Jong-un, like the Saudi dictator. They're, they're all traitors. They don't understand democracy. They don't understand what it means to be an American. They think being an American is being an asshole, the right to be an asshole and not give a shit about anybody but themselves. Prove me wrong. Really, prove me wrong. They think that, and this is the other reason why I, what we talk about here, because we know what we have to do to fix this country. It's very simple. Simple but not easy. We need to enact policies that leave no one behind. That's the bottom line. Leave no one behind. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. We are in this together. That's why not only do we need universal health care, it's not just nice, a nice thing to do. It's not just a practical thing to do, a less expensive thing to do that covers everybody, that is better less expensive, and everybody in, nobody out. It is a patriotic imperative. Universal health care is a patriotic imperative. We need it because this country is broken, and it is broken from greed and selfishness and indifference. And the only way we're going to fix it, and short of getting rid of the albatross, is cutting, cutting off the cancer of conservatism, from our body politic. And if they don't like it, if they don't want to evolve, they don't want to have a society that works for all, you know, cut them off. Let them loose. Let them go. Pull yourselves up by your bootstraps without my blue state dollars, please. Propping up your your meth labs. You you freaks. I mean, really, they, they don't even have the manners to say thank you. That's why universal health care, universal higher education, all of the legislation, like social security, like socialist security, these are patriotic imperatives. We have to, if, if we're not going to talk these freaks into being a more perfect union, if, we ha- if we're not going to cut them loose, which I wish we would, just j- cut them off, bye. See ya. Have a nice whatever. Have your civilization. You can have your con man. You can walk around with your M16s. Great. But universal health care is a way of uniting the country. We're in this together. Everybody in, nobody out. We, we, we are 
you know, it's putting um, e pluribus unum in practice. So it's not just nice and less expensive and covers everybody and moral and gets the filthy for-profit health racket out of our doctor's office, sucking profit from our cancer and our misery. I mean, it, it saves the American people the indignity of having to go on to GoFundMe to beg for medical care like the rest of the world doesn't have to. But it is a patriotic imperative. It shows, don't just tell me, oh, we're so divided, we're so divided. Yeah, well, show me. Show me how united we are. Because once we're all in it, everybody in, nobody out, it's about leaving nobody behind. We're, if, are you American? Are you a patriot? So what? How can you say you're a patriot if you think it's, it's okay? that millions of your fellow Americans have no health care. That's okay. As long as you got yours, then you're not an American. You're... Then get the fuck out. Really. Uh, go. Uh, we're in this together. And that's why... That's why FDR created Social Security to belong to everyone. That's the only thing that's going to work. And I wish Joe Biden would figure this out. Well, it's about greed. I know how we fix this country. We've talked about it many times. First of all, we need if if we need money out of politics. If we had if money was out of politics, we wouldn't even have we we wouldn't we'd already have universal health care. That is the sh that's the bottom line. We'd have higher universal higher education. We would already have these i mean i was going to say we'd already have um education paid for out of the general fund that might not be true though because it, that's a racist policy many of see that's our original sins in this country are it's racism and the the one percent the the ones who buy the politicians, who accumulate the wealth, buy politicians, corrupt government, so in to ensure that the broken system remains corrupted in their favor, then they tickle racist funny bones to ensure that the dum-dums like Michael Milner and all the other the phony-ass twitler dupes who fly in here to embarrass themselves will, uh, you know, go along and cheer their own demise. That's what it's about, because they're all sucking on the government teat in one form or another. Bottom line. Except they've been trained like the idiot, the other idiot who posted on here, on, on the um, Periscope feed, how, um, oh, we just want people to work. That whole canard, as if people don't work. Well, I don't care how many hours you work, how many side jobs and side hustles, and, you know, on top of your 40-hour work week, how many of those, how many uh, door dashes you can do to accumulate a billion dollars if you're not earning a living wage? You can 
do as many side hustles as you can. You'll never sleep. You can get your meth. You can smoke your meth and you can go for f- fucking 72 hours driving your Uber. You still won't come out ahead because the game is rigged. Not in your favor. So we're, we're normal people, progressives, patriots, We understand that government, we get together, we the people, form government so we could set the ground rules. So there'll still be rich people that you can beg for a trickle. You could pine to them and say, oh, please, please meet me for a beer. But we'll have a fair share of the wealth our labor makes possible. And therefore, we can go on vacation, buy a house, accumulate, you know, some what of a decent middle-class life. You don't have to work three uniquely American low-paying jobs and not even come close to the standard of living your grandparents thought were their birthright. Well, it might have been then, because if they were white and they lived in the great prosperity. These people... They're so, they don't even know. They, they have been bamboozled. And bottom line, they've been bamboozled because of their racism. They've allowed it. A couple of things, like, I just can't stand them all. And speaking of, here, um, there's many things I wanted to talk about tonight besides everything else, cursing at the idiots, And, oh, here, so I live in New York, you know, I'm wearing my uh, Alexandria Arcasio-Cortez t-shirt that I got volunteering for AOC. She's my congresswoman, and they really are, they pour a lot of money into trying to defeat her, these, these fascists, and... There's a guy, he's running against a, a Republican. His name is he's his his name is John Cummings. He's all over he's all over the TV. Every other commercial. Wait, hold on, I'm trying to find. Here we go. So you can see it. Let me see if I can play. Well, see, this was down in Amsterdam, Okay, here we go. This is a, a long video that he has on his website, but here's the AOC part. This is all about. And while my opponent has done a great job building a national persona for herself, I don't think she's interested in helping the working class. Uh, she tried to make it sound like she was Jenny from the block. I don't think she can find the block herself. I don't think she's interested in helping the working class. Uh, she tried to make it sound like she was Jenny from the block. I don't think she can find the block. <laughs> you hear that? What is that? She tried to make it seem like she was Jenny from the block. I don't think she can find... This is what he's... right. He's um, That's his ad that's running every other minute. She tried to say she was Jenny from the block. I don't think she could even find the block. 
is this is what is a Republican substitute for discourse. He doesn't show, he doesn't say anything what he likes to do, what he wants to do. His video, this longer version, I don't think AOC could find the block. This is some, that's your platform? She tried to make it seem like she was Jenny from the block. I don't think she could find the block. <laughs> you see what Republicans have done to our whole country. This is what the, what substitutes for public discourse. Oh, while the the district is working class it's not oh it's it's a democrat district this is what he says it may not be a, it's a democrat district democrat district okay but it's not socialist well we elected a socialist you know what it you know what it is it's a district that believes in living wages leaving no one behind regulating corporations that the workers get a fair share of the labor the, of the wealth their labor makes possible i mean that's called america you scumbag and here let me rewind it a little bit they want good schools. They want their voices heard. I mean, after all, that's what the House of Representatives is all about. And while my opponent has done a great job building a national persona for herself, I don't think she My opponent's done a great job building a national persona. Who's done a great job building a national persona for herself? She's not the one. This is what gets me about these freaks. AOC didn't build a national persona for herself. The Republicans did that for her. She became their boogeyman. Right? Let me see. Uh, they do all kinds of stories about constant on Fox News. She's on a loop. How many um, times does Twitler mention her in his speeches? They made her a national, they gave her the national platform. They did that. But that's the Republicans for you. They, they don't take responsibility for themselves. It's she made a national persona for herself. And then the idiots... They think that that's what she did. Nobody would be interested. It would she'd just be another representative. But no, they don't. They wouldn't allow her. She, she's um, Hispanic, you see. She's a democratic social. Oh my God, boogeyman! And and I can't stand the corporate media. You understand this because. What really gets on my nerves, and I'm glad that the future generations aren't stupid enough to, well, they're not watching corporate media, so they're not, they don't fall into this whole, like, I'm so scared of socialism. And um, because they understand what it is, they see the other, they see, they have friends all over the world, they see 
um, New Zealand. They see the Scandinavian countries. They see Canada. They see countries that regulate capitalism. They see that, uh, that it's working. And that's all it is. But any time from the, from the first Gilded Age, from time immemorial, doesn't matter. Any time, well, you used to call it communism too. That's what they, this is what they do, the right-wingers. Any time the working class gets a foothold in government in any form, the, the, the cons, the fascists, they, they go off about socialism. Now, I don't understand why the corporate media doesn't attack the right-wingers as, fa- as the fascists that they are. Okay, I don't, I don't understand. It's okay for the corporate media they they to, to say things. They, they say that oh, the American people, um, like for example, with Joe Biden, that the Cuban community in Florida are they're going towards Twitter because they're listening to the anti-socialist message. But any of anybody out there. Have have we ever have you ever heard on corporate media or any any of the mainstream media channels has have you ever seen a package or a, or a segment of on the corporate media where they explain what socialism is what it means what so. Why, how, I mean, how dare they continually fearmonger? That's what it is. They never explain. It's so mind-numbing. To, it's, and it's really heartbreaking because another thing that I do, I don't know, you, can, you could do it too, is you can get a, a VPN, a virtual network, and then you can watch TV from all over the world. You can sign in. I was watching some uh, television from Australia. And so you watch the, t- the Australian commercials. And it's, it's really heartbreaking. And you could, see, you could see the Australian news. Well, you could do this anyway. England. If you watch the BBC for five minutes, you want to cry. Because they learn they they actually not learn i mean they 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 educate the audience it's not just a constant circle jerk of polls and asking the american people well do you like socialism no i don't like it i i love my socialist security i love my socialist medicare i love my socialist eight hour work day and i love my socialist retirement um or well socialist security i love my socialist fdic i love that my money is insured in a bank that they that if the bank goes bust the federal government will backstop it you know socialism i love when i turn on my tap there's water comes out instead of parasites and when i eat the food well except for the the pigs that twitler allows feces onto now i mean that that's a whole other story but i love that the 
bulk of my food that's inspected by, you know, the socialists. So I don't have to go out there and do it myself. You know, I love the socialist roads I drive on and the whole socialist aspect of life. I love, see, government with Republicans, they're like Goldilocks. Government is too big unless it, it serves them. They're like Goldilocks. Like a government is only, it's just right in the ways that it serves them or they perceive that it serves them. But they don't see the other aspects. I mean, government, we're government. We the people. And we get together. And we say, you know what, corporation? If you can't pay your workers a living wage in a safe environment and give them safe working conditions and not ride them like borrowed mules and give them a fair share of the wealth your labor, their labor makes possible, then you don't deserve to be a corporation in the United States of America. Because we have standards here. This isn't some backwater shill. And that the other thing is, um, uh, every house, that's socialism. It's built to code. You go to other countries that don't have codes... What you know? Everything is all different. Who knows? They have to build houses to a certain standard. So when a hurricane comes or something comes, it's you have a you have you stand a fighting chance that I'm sitting here on the seventh floor in a building. Thankfully, not built by Twitler because they use shoddy materials. I know that for well, that was a whole scandal that Twitler. They were using um, cement in buildings that where, obviously, they, he doesn't give a shit, where they should have been using sturdier materials. But cement is cheaper, you see. And when the fucking building finally collapses, Twitler will be long dead. So why does he care? So, but we're sitting in buildings that are built to code on an internet that was created through government research and development paid for by tax dollars. Socialism. So the, the right-wingers, the ones who are sitting on my feed going, saying stupid, you know, being just, they might as well just be saying, I'm the dupe of a con man because I'm a racist and I'm too stupid to give a shit, to uh, use my limited lifespan and open up a book or read something that educates me so I'll sit on Twitler's Twitter feed waiting for the next order, my next orders of who to go out and harass. <sighs> and this is what they do. I hate them. So that's the the corporate media is part of the problem. So and we're this is why I ask you to support the show. Where are we? I haven't even seen you guys tonight really. God, everything's a hoax. Oh yeah, I saw um Susan Collins said there's no systemic racism in wherever the hell I am right now. 
Yes, of course. And not for her. There's no systemic racism for her. Because the center of the universe is only... It's just crowded with Republicans. And the other thing, when we played that clip from the corporate media with the idiot going like, it wasn't Trump who shut down the economy. Yeah, it was. Because all we had to do, if we had some some uh, leadership and unity, all we had to do was stay home for two effing weeks. Socially distance. Mm. And uh, yeah, the other thing uh, they say about AOC is that she's not wearing a potato sack because supposedly socialists are we got we all have to walk around in potato sacks oh look at that she doesn't wear a potato sack she's wearing a an expensive outfit for a photo shoot like these are important things you see when 230,000 Americans are dead and millions are sick with the coronavirus and more are sicker each day and dying we're still losing a thousand americans a day if you kill a thousand americans a day you don't deserve to be president and if you vote for that fucker you're part of the problem and guess what one day very soon in the future the generations to come they will they will revile you. Trust me. Just like we revile the good Germans, quote-unquote, who cheered Twitler when they built the Autobahn, but had nothing to say when they saw the smoke coming out of the chimneys in the death camps. Oh, they knew something was... Oh, their neighbors were disappearing. All of a sudden, they, they had jobs. There was a job open in the university. Oh, well, you know, I never liked that guy anyway. These fuckers, well, they all, you will always find ugly dupes to go along with the ugliness of greed, selfishness, and divisiveness. People who have zero, they have zero understanding of what it means to, not just to be an American, but a human. Jesus Christ, everything. So I can't stand them. Uh, it's three more days to get them out of our halls of power and maybe have a shot. But <clears throat> what was the other thing I wanted to say? There's a couple other things. So, um, here's an article. Well, this is from, this is from 2016. Speaking, it's kind of what we're, what we were talking about, about these, these Trump NZs who suck on the government teat but they lack the ability or whatever. They lack the manners, the maturity to say, thank you. Well, it, they don't have a problem themselves sucking on the government tea. It's others, you see? Like the idiot that's like, oh, we just want people to work. Like, let's look through his, I, I guarantee he's been on socialist security or some kind of unemployment insurance or some he has taken the government he's been on the government teat as everybody the majority of americans don't get through their life without partaking in the social safety net so get a grip freaks yeah we want people to work but but you 
like like yeah we do too like the one percent like the walton heirs we would like them to have to work instead of the intergenerational aristocracy the likes of which the founders rebelled against so they get to sit around and lord over us instead of paying the workers the workers who make the world go around much and uh, and make the their businesses go around pay them a living wage how about that maybe the six waltonaires they don't need to accumulate more wealth than the 50% of the american population maybe the six waltonaires can get by on 1 1/16th of that i don't know you f- you pathetic stockholm syndrome suffering freaks so here's from the New York Times, Jason DePar- DeParle from 19, oh, not, not 19, 2016. Why do people who need help from the government hate it so much? Um, okay, let me see. It's true because they've been conditioned. We're not going to read the whole thing for the, in the interest of time, but this is, he's talking about the tea baggers at the time. Ar- Arlie Hushchild's generous but disconcerting look at the tea party presents a likable fellow named Lee Sherman who once worked for, for a Louisiana chemical plant where his duties included illegally dumping toxic waste into the bayou. Sherman did the dirty work and the company did him dirty. After 15 years on the job, he was doused with chemicals that, he says, quote-unquote, burned my clothes clean off me and left him ill. But rather than pay his disability costs, his bosses accused him of absenteeism and fired him. Well, he was, you know, he should have just dragged his carcass to work when instead of laying there lazy, he should have worked. He had to work, you get it? Who cares he's got chemical burns? This is America. We got to make the rich richer. You're nothing. You'll Don't worry. Your rewards will come in heaven. Dum-dums. If you die, you're, you're going to die just like the Trump Trumpanzee said. If I die, I die. Well, that's how I feel about you too. So if you die, you die. But hey, do us a favor. And don't don't come don't go to a hospital when you get the coronavirus. Just stay home, and die. Don't spread it. But anyway, Sherman became a fledgling environmentalist and got his revenge after a giant fish kill threatened the livelihood of nearby fishermen. Company officials feigned innocent but innocence, but Sherman barged into a public meeting with an incriminating sign reading, "I'm the one who dumped it in the bayou." Fast forward a couple of decades, and Sherman, still an environmentalist, is campaigning for a Tea Party congressman who says he wants to gut the Environmental Protection Agency. Sherman still distrusts chemical companies, but he distrusts the federal government even more because he's a dum-dum. He's been on Rush Limbaugh's, uh, I'm sure, listening to Rush Limbaugh. All that time, 
being programmed that the problems are it's the federal government because well, when you when the republicans say they don't like government what they are saying i want you to hear it is they hate democracy remember that that's what they mean so they turn the american people against the government that the founders rebelled to entrust to us get that but they're patriots, right? They love the founders. They love to wave the flag and wear their tricorner hats, right? But they hate the government that the founders fought, bled, and died to create and entrust to us. See? What they hate is democracy. They hate America. They want, they really do want the same system that the founders rebelled against where the rich run and own everything. I mean, look at them. That's what they want. That's why they, re that's why they repeat the talking points of their oppressors. Oh, no, they're not my oppressors. They're me. It's just, they're me. See, they're like Twitler. He's just like me. He's racist like me. He wants to grab pussies like me without permission. He wants, he, if I were him, uh, I would be like him. I would uh, go on Twitter and I would call people fat. I would misspell things. I would suck dictator dick on the national stage just like them because uh, this is my leader. Um, that's why they, they, they love Twitler because he's like them. He gives them permission to be just as disgusting as they want to be. Whereas liberals, I mean, you can always be disgusting. That's what they don't seem to understand, but they just don't like liberals or normal people getting on their case. Not that, you see, there you go again, Republicans, not taking responsibility for the party of personal responsibility only takes responsibility for nothing. They take, if they ever took responsibility, I would faint. They only stick to that motto when they're trying to deny somebody a hot lunch program or something, you know, but if they ever took responsibility, you know, they, anyway, whatever, I would uh, have, I would probably, it would be shocking. If they took responsibility, they, they wouldn't be Republicans, you see? They don't take responsibility for themselves. It's always, you know, somebody else. All right, one more, I just went off course there. Okay, where was I? Fast forward a couple of decades and Sherman, still an environmentalist, is campaigning for Tea Party congressman who wants to gut the EPA. Sherman still distrusts chemical companies, but he distrusts the federal government even more because, he's, because it spends his tax money on people. Here we go. Lazed who lazed around days and partied at night. Okay. He is a dupe. He's a dumb... He's not talking about the undeserving Walton heirs, who definitely, at most, definitely 100,000% lazed around days and partied at night. He's not talking about the billionaires who suck on the government teat and ride us all to the bank like borrowed mules. He's talking about, guess who? Brown people. You know it. You know it. The idiot. Who got, who got screwed? by corporate America and was saved 
by we the people, the government of we the people that the founders created. You know, that government that the, the, the Trump fanzies, the Twitter trolls and the idiots who post Trump 2020 on my feed, that, that government that the Republicans hate saved this, this moron. It's all the game that, here's what makes me so irritated, is that they, they fall for it. They're such easy dupes. So, and hence, here you go. Case in point, just by the mere fact that he's, that the government spends tax money on people who lazed around days and partied at night, and we know he's talking about brown people, you know, the welfare queen that doesn't exist. It only exists in the Republican mind. That's how the Republicans, they um, turn us against each other. Oh, I just saw Ray. Ray! Ray, Ray! Ray! Did you see him walk by? He's wearing a blue halter. Ray! Where's Ray? So I can see him. He's all black. Where is Ray? Ray! Nobody listens to me. Okay, in Strangers in Their Own Land, which has been nominated for a National Book Award, Hushchild calls this the great paradox, opposition to federal help from people and places that need it, and sets off across Louisiana on an energetic, open-minded quest to understand it. A distinguished Berkeley sociologist, Hushchild is a woman of the left, but her mission is empathy, not polemics. She takes seriously the Tea Partiers' complaints that they have become strangers uh, in their own land, the triply marginalized by flat or falling wages, rapid demographic changes, and liberal culture that mo mocks their faith and patriotism. Uh, we don't mock your faith or patriotism. We just mock your idiocy and your fake patriotism. We want you to be real patriots. We're challenging you to be true patriots. You see? Then understand that we're in this together that wave the flag and fight for all those left behind, the, that we will leave no one behind because you're, you're, you're a real patriot. You wave the flag and pine for a billionaire to trickle on you. You're an idiot. You're standing in the way of patriotism. You're, you're a useless idiot. But the resentment she finds are as toxic as the pollutants in the marsh. What unites her subject is the powerful feeling that others are cutting in line, quote-unquote, and that the federal government is supporting people on the dole, taking money from the workers and giving it to the idol, they say. I wish. I wish. You know what? I mean, I wish that they were truly taking money, I mean, uh, uh, that they that they're, they put their anger where it belongs. Yes, the government is taking money from the workers and giving it to the idol. But it's not those on the bottom of the ladder, you morons. It's at the top. The idol. The Paris Hiltons. The 
the Walton family, the Koch brothers, the Mercers, you freaks. Jesus Christ, don't you understand? You're being played by the oldest tricks in the book. The people who feel this are white. The usurpers they picture are blacks and immigrants. Hushtile takes care not to call anyone racist, but concludes race is an essential part of their story. Of course they're racist. They're stupid. Yeah, they're being played. They're, the government is taking money from the workers and giving it to the idol. But not the ones you think, you stupids. Jesus Christ. This is why, this is what the corporate media should be explaining. You understand? The ones who have millions of viewers, they should be explaining this instead of going, do you like socialism? Or do you not like it? Who's got the poll? Let's go to the big board. Up in the polls, down in the polls, up in the polls, down in the polls. In welfare politics, this is deja vu all over again. It's been two decades since Bill Clinton signed a tough welfare law aimed in part to end the politics of blame. Ending welfare as we know it would recast the needy as workers, he said, and build support for a new safety net. The roles of the main federal crash program have fallen by 80% from, their from the 90s, in Louisiana by 95%, but reverse class anger is more potent than ever. See, they fucking, they turned the social safety net. I mean, there's no social safety net. We have the weakest social safety net in all of the Western world with the biggest holes that people fall through all the time. The only thing that this government does is make the rich richer, you dummies. And tickle racist funny bones. Well, the uh, the propagandists do that. But I'm trying to be... I'm trying to... I do this show to try and deprogram the dum-dums. Oh, they could stick around. But I'm not going to let them go on my feed and post stupidity. If they have, If they have the balls to... I don't know. Learn something. To actually be a patriot... Please, I might let them post something, but nothing, no stupidity, please. Okay, where is it? Liberals have long wondered why working class voters support policies that the liberals think hurt the working class. Why would victims of pollution side with polluters? Theories abound. Thomas Frank accuses the GOP of luring voters with social issues but de delivering tax cuts for the rich. Others point to the political machines built by ultra-wealthy wealthy donors by the Koch like the Koch brothers. Sorry. Still others emphasize the influence of Fox News. Well, it's all of the above. Hoschild sees these as partial explanations but wants a fuller understanding of emotion in politics. She wants to know how the Tea Partiers feel on their theory that the movement serves their emotional self-interest by providing a giddy release from years of frustration. Well, they can say the N-word. <laughs> yuckity, yuckity, yuck. 
Six characters dominate the book, including Harold Arno, who lives in a swamp so polluted, even the rugged cypress trees are dead. He and his wife have cancer. <laughs> and Arno supports politicians hostile to environmental regulation because he cares more about banning abortion, which actually increases the numbers of abortion. Well, not no, no, no. It doesn't decrease the numbers of abortion. It increases the number of dead women. The abortion rate will remain the same. We vote for candidates that put the Bible where it belongs. Well, it doesn't belong in government, but I guess you miss that in history class. My God. Mike Schaff lost his neighborhood to the Bayou corn sinkhole, which started to swallow 37 acres in 2012 after a lightly regulated drilling company punctured an underground salt dome. But he remains a free market man because big government threatens the community. Yes, big government. Not like... um threatens the community not like the the sinkhole not like the corporation that wasn't regulated and drilled into a sinkhole swallowing 37 acres of your community you freak your whole neighborhood went into a sinkhole because of unregulated capitalism but he don't like that big government did i tell you how much I mean, I sound like Mike Malloy now. <laughs> Have I mentioned yet tonight how much I hate these people? And I will add my own, my own addendum to that. How much longer? How, <clears throat> how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer are we going to give these idiots a, a, a the wide berth? that they that they have been given they don't deserve it they don't deserve our respect they deserve to be educated instead you don't get you don't like oh that's great you feel that way but don't you know you're an idiot you can feel whatever you want your feelings don't care feelings don't matter for fa in facts oh god all right, my guys, my guys, my guys, my friends. I got to go because I got to go put this now because I, I have to put the show together now, piece it together from all the pieces. Oh, thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. What is this? Chicken sucker? Hashtag chicken sucker? And another Stephen Lee super chat. And thank you, Anthony, for your super chat. There's other things I would like to say right now. <laughs> My costume. <clears throat> Happy Halloween. All right. We're going to have to figure out. I have to figure a lot of things out. So I don't know if I can do the show tomorrow. I have so many things to figure out tomorrow. Like the rock, the rock fin. And because we're going to be on Rockfin, we're going to have some um, exclusive content on Rockfin. And 
what else do I have to figure out? What I'm going to do to um, change the program. I have to change programs. I can't do, deal with this ECAM. Why do people keep saying, I love your costume, Tara? Is this my costume? You're funny. Cringe McGee says, good work tonight, Tara. Happy Halloween. Good work. Oh, my God. The show was, uh, <sighs> it could have been better. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm losing my voice. Where's Ray? I really want to show you Ray. And he's being evasive. Ray, where's Ray? See, I'm trying to change the tone of my voice. Ray. <laughs> where's Ray? Ray, where's Ray? Come on, Ray, Ray. Son of a bitch. All right. Wait, I heard something. Ray, where's Ray? No, no. All right. Yeah, America has 72 hours left. That's right, Darth. I hope. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to do the show Monday. We'll see. I don't know about Tuesday. I, re I really don't know if I can do the show on Tuesday because there's going to be so much going on and there's going to be a lot of competition. I think that, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be very stressful. God help us. Oh, thank you, Richard, for your super chat. Two, what, 2,000 Trumpers are marching in Beverly Hills? Oh, fuck them. They should be ashamed, you know? They should be embarrassed and ashamed. I wanted to talk about the, the other, um, the Twitler, what do you call it? Well, why not? Let me just say it. <clears throat> I'll just keep this on. I mean, it'll be on the podcast, but it won't be on Progressive Voices, but whatever. Where is it? One second, one second. Everything is all screwed up. Everybody sucks. Everybody sucks. Not you, but them. Trump and C's suck. Bum, 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 bum. I just made that up. I just made that song. Bum, 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 bum. Trump and C's are dumb. They need to go back home and think about what they've done. Trump and Z's are dumb. Think about what you've done. Bum, 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 bum. Here's uh, what is this shit? Democrats cancel Central Texas events after Trump supporters. Why are we calling them Trump supporters? After fascist terrorists surround and follow Biden's bus on I-35. Supporters of President Donald Trump allegedly harassed a Joe Biden and Kamala Harris bus as it traveled through central Texas 
on Friday, according to local Democratic activists. Videos and photos posted on social media show a long line of vehicles flying Trump made in China flags, trailing the Biden-Harris bus as it traveled from San Antonio to Austin on I-35. In some images, the bus appears to be boxed in by vehicles. This is who they are. They're terrorists. They're not interested in democracy, you understand? Go out and advocate for your filthy, disgusting con man. You need to act like this? You need to terrorize people on the road? You got to box them in? You got to scream at them when they go vote? You th- and you think you're on the right side of history. Really? Some members of the Texas Democratic campaign say that Biden that a Biden-Harris staffer's car was hit during the incident. As a result of the incident, campaign events in Austin were canceled. Katie Narahano, chair of the Travis County Democratic Party, tweeted that Trump supporters follow the bus in an attempt to intimidate Biden voters. So, well, what do you think? I guess it worked because they canceled the event. They ran into a person's car yelling curse words and threats. Don't let bullies win votes. You, th- you think that you're correct? Look at this here. They crashed into somebody's car. And that's how you act? Look, screaming on the corner. You fucking fascists. Hunter Biden's laptop. You, you disgusting, ugly, fascist, un-American disgraces. There's so much traffic. Use the left lane to take the I-35 North Ramp. These people are disgusting. That's how you act? Knock on doors. You don't see Democrats acting like that. You don't see normal people acting like that. Patriots don't act like that. You know who acts like that? People on the wrong side of history who don't have truth, justice, and the American way on their side. They don't have humanity on their side. That's who acts like that, a cult. People who know that the rest of humanity is rejecting them. People who know that the majority has their number and is evolving despite them. People make me sick. In a Twitter thread, historian Eric Cervani, who said he traveled to Texas to help Biden-Harris, help the Biden-Harris campaign, said the Trump supporters waited on I-35 to ambush the bus. Representative Cheryl Cole, the incumbent candidate for District 46, wrote on Facebook that that the campaign event had been canceled after the incident. This is the first for me, she wrote, 
but where unfortunately we had to cancel the joint campaign event due to security reasons. Unfortunately, Trump supporters have escalated things well beyond safe limits, and we can't risk the safety of everyone involved. Sorry to all those who looked forward to the event. Tariq Throfik, Biden for President, Texas Communications Director, said in a statement that Trump supporters put our staff, our surrogates, and our supporters in, in, and others in harm's way. To the Texans who disrupted our event, we will see you on November 3rd. As of Saturday morning, no injuries have been reported as a result of the incident. Just damage to somebody's car. And, you know, a damage to, well, they don't consider it damage, but another example of how unfit Republicans are. They're unfit. They can't handle democracy. You see how it triggers them? This is what they do. That's how they behave. Um, They behave in a way that proves me correct. Everything that I say. They hate America. They hate democracy. They're unfit. They lack the emotional maturity to function in the democracy. That we have to put them where they belong in history's trash pile while we evolve and keep moving forward together. They've never been able to function in a free democratic society. Never. They've always been the antagonists to decency and dignity, to democracy, to humanity. What? Stephen, another super chat. A very nice, generous super chat all night, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen Lee. And thank you, Richard and Anthony and Stephen and all the others, all the rest of the, uh, like Jim, of course, who um, posted on our earlier stream before we were shut down, before Ecamm crapped out. All right, guys, 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 guys. We got three days to save the world. All right. Hopefully we'll do it. But I take nothing for granted. And if, when, what, what do I mean, if, when Twitler declares himself the winner on election night, we're not going to take it. We're not going to roll over. Because this, this is what they're going to do. Twitler is going to declare himself the winner, even though he's the loser. And we're not going away quietly. It's not, we're not going to allow the person who received fewer votes to become the so-called president just and uh, uh, by hook and by crook. No, no, no. Exactly. Banterboard said, let's see what's on Giuliani's laptop. Yeah, I'll trade you Hunter Biden's laptop for Giuliani's laptop. Who cares? Hunter Biden. Come on. They're so tedious. Hunter Biden is not an advisor to the president, you stupid freaks. It's like, go away. Do you care? What about Ivanka? Huh? How about her, her trademarks, her sweatshops? Oh, that's okay. Different rules, you see. 
They're so easily played. These are idiots. I hate them. And whatever. That's why we do the show. And I will keep doing the show in spite of them, to spite them. And whenever they get triggered, you know what? It shows me that I'm doing it correctly. We're on the right track. We're on the right side of humanity, of America, of decency, of patriot. We're the patriots, not them. All right. <clears throat> One last shot. Ray. Ray, Ray. Where's Ray? Son of a bitch. Son of a Ray. All right, guys. Remember what I always say. It's true. We are the patriots. We're the real patriots. We're the real... Uh, when you talk about real Americans, we understand America. We're not intimidated. We are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. We understand that we don't leave anybody behind. We're capable. We're emotionally capable of of actually bringing a democratic society to fruition for all, not just for the 1% that these freaks want beg and pine to trickle on them. God, help us. Please, somebody hurry up and trickle on them already. Do something. Just trickle on one of them. Just get the shut up already. Just trickle on them and shut them up. All right. But, yeah, we're the patriots. We don't leave anybody behind. Even them. That's the irony. Even the freaks, the Trump Angies, get to get to benefit from the society that normal people, liberals, patriots, the real patriots, the real Americans make possible for the freaks. So, oh well. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for putting up with the show, all the technical difficulties and everything else. Remember to put your clocks back tonight. That sucks. I hate that. Ugh. Now it's going to be another... Well, we get one more hour of sleep, but... I hate when the sun goes down early. But one more day closer to saving America from its fascist... Uh, it's, not, it's not a destiny. From, the, from a fascist destruction. So get a lot of sleep. Drink a lot of fluids. And remember that we are the real patriots. We. 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 Stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you very soon. <laughs>